start with a virus imported into America. Talk about it nonstop. Call some governors. Not them. Not them. That's who guys. Put patients into nursing homes. Tell thousands. Blame the president. Keep blaming. Blame some more. Lock down small business. Kill the economy. Push mail-in voting. Stoke a race war. Call for riots. Pick a candidate. No, not her. Yeah, that's more like it. Lock him in his basement. Shield him from the press. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Keep doing that. Ignore the economic recovery. Downplay the world peace. Pump the pause. Pump. Pump. Don't stop pumping. Install your software in swing states. That was fast. Take control of polling stations. Call off the election when you're losing. Kick everyone out. Pull out all the extra ballots. Get the software to do its thing. Get the media to say it's over. Call the big tech guys. Ban anyone who notices. Act like the whole thing never happened. Stealing the most powerful republic in the world. It's that easy. Blowing censorship out of the water, folks. It's Training Tuesday, and this is the Rob Maynard Show on Red Voice Media Network. We're live. That's what it's at stake, folks, in that video right there. The entire framework of our country, big tech, governments, and even corporations continue censoring speech that they don't like. We've uncovered just this week the facts about a vast censorship operation in the Department of Homeland Security. It uses big tech and the once free press in the United States to censor and surveil us. The question I get all the time is, what can we do? Well, the good news is we still live in the freest country in the world, and American entrepreneurs are highly industrious and innovative when it comes to solving problems facing our society. We even have some that still have a strong moral character. I know that's hard to believe. And they're working on the problem. One of those Americans joins me today to discuss the challenges and to talk about his new social media platform called Pickaxe. I love that name. Jeff Dornick is CEO of Pickaxe, an author, a podcast host, and an independent media network creator. Jeff, welcome back to The Rob Manus Show. Hey Rob, th thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to, to chatting with you. You know, I, and I do have to, I do have to say this. I don't even know why we have a show. All you have to do, do is just show that intro every single day, and that basically <laughs> sums up everything that's going on. Yeah, I was looking for, for material for the show today. I like to show a clip in every segment and uh, and lead off with something hard hitting, and and that's it. I mean, that's what's at stake, really. And and those facts have already been used. Yeah. No, it's, it, well, it's true. It's true. And it's like in and, and every single one of those things ha has been shown and proven time and time again. I mean, you know, I, I just posted um, is actually a new site that I just launched called America First dot uh, news. It's America First News Center. And you know, we're just compiling the news and trying to update people with what's going on. You know, and we were we just posted an article today about how, you know, uh, Carrie Lake is showing all the election fraud that that did happen out there in Arizona. And more votes were cast than than people that were registered to vote, like all this craziness. And it's like. How many times do we have to be proven right before people will begin to wake up? And I think that we just need to keep hitting home with everything that was laid out in that video. And the more that we can do that, the more I think we can begin to gain some ground. Well, one of the things that's happening is people like me who spent my entire life uh, really working in the government and in, in the U.S. military have, have realized since we left service what the reality is. And the reality is not looking good. 
Jeff. Uh, the reason this show exists, the only reason is because I saw that when running for office uh, and saw that who I thought my friends were really enemies of the country and enemies of people like me that want to change things and people like Donald Trump that want to change things. I mean, you can see uh, what happens to people. Uh, and that is what's really concerning. You know, uh, when you look at the judges uh, out in Arizona, you mentioned Kerry Lake's uh, uh, clear. It's clear. The evidence is crystal clear that there is fraud in that election. Uh, the evidence was crystal clear that there was fraud based on the citizen audits of the 2020 election out there. Uh, uh, now, I'm not going to get into the technical legal terms like voter fraud, election fraud, and all that stuff. I think that's where where people get beaten uh, and they get uh, you know uh, uh, they get outflanked by the legalese and those kind of things. But there was definitely something wrong in those elections, and it's clear. But the judicial system won't help us. Yeah, well, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this, especially when it comes to election fraud, and, this, and, and we're beginning to see a lot of the same uh, failures, in my opinion, happening with, with the anti-COVID vaccine uh, crowd and the attorneys and things like that, is what ends up happening is everybody focuses on one specific issue, right? So you got Mike Lindell, one specific issue, which, which is Dominion voting. Like, like that's, what he, that's what he's famous for, is it's the machines, it's the machines. Well, you know, I'm looking at it, and I've, I've talked to a bunch of elections experts, and I've been, I've been researching this extensively. One that I highly recommend. Uh, if, if you guys are not following her, Rachel Alexander, she's a former uh, Maricopa County elections attorney. This is this is right up her wheelhouse. And one of the things that, that I've been learning from talking to her and Javon Hutton Pulitzer and a lot of these guys is it wasn't just one thing. It was like 150 different things that was all compiled together in order to win the in order to rig the election. And, the, and this is where I think that we fail, I think, as, as a movement right now, is we focus on one thing. We focus on 2,000 mules. We focus on the machines. What if it was all of it. What if one thing all by itself wasn't enough to rig the election? And that's why we're getting these cases tossed time and time again, because we're focusing on this one thing that by itself would not have stolen the election. But you look at everything aggregated together. Now you're talking about a rigged election that is that is multifaceted with about 100 different ways that they used in order to rig the election. And I think that that's really why we're losing the lawsuits. It's also why we're losing the lawsuits when it comes to the COVID jabs. They're focusing on yeah. one particular issue instead of the whole entire thing. It's the entire rigged system. It's big pharma. Focus on Pfizer. Focus on all the lies. Focus on the corruption. Focus on the data. It's not just one thing. And I think that that's where we keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. Do you think the legal system drives the attorneys to that that attempt at a solution, though, based on the terminology and those kind of things? I think our system drives to that so that it so that you fail. Uh, I, I think it's rigged to fail in uh, uh, in uh, in favor of those that want to maintain power and control, uh, which who are the people that mostly win. Uh, uh, it's very unusual that you get a person like a Donald Trump that can actually win an election like that. I mean, you have no idea how unusual it is, folks, for a first-time uh, candidate to win a presidential election like what happened yeah. in 2016. Uh, and, and you're right about that. It wasn't just, it's not just one little thing. And you know, I don't, I don't talk about the company that owns the machines and everything. And, and uh, I live in Mississippi now and I, uh, and I came from a state that has that company in their machines uh, and I never saw anything weird there, but I, could, but I couldn't know. I couldn't go back and say, give me my ballot to make sure that what I marked 
and show, so I could audit and show what the system recorded. There was no way to do that, you know, and that's yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I'm calling for. Uh, uh, it, but the main thing is, if you read that Newsweek article that came out after the 2020 election, it did roll it all up. You know, yeah. it told the it, big it, picture story, right? Uh, it, big it, tech, it, it the, the, the generals, yeah. the generals, big tech, the politicians, the consultants, the lawyers, you know, names like Mark Elias, uh, uh, you know, Zuckerberg, Zuckerbucks, I mean, all that stuff. Read that article, folks, in Newsweek. We're talking about fortifying the election. That is the big picture. It wasn't just one little thing. Uh, and, and one little thing in one state may not be the same little thing uh, in other states, too. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. very convoluted and complex system uh, that we have here. Uh, but we know one thing is that censorship and putting messaging out in favor of what you want when you have the power through either money or government power uh, or, or media power uh, had a major impact on rigging that election and has a major impact on what everyday Americans think every single day, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. You know, I, th I think the thing is, is that people don't realize that they are being bombarded with propaganda every single day all day long because they think, oh, I'm just, you know, it's, it's my social media platform. It's my, it's my social media feed. I could just, you know, I'm seeing my friends. I'm seeing the people that I like, whatever it is. No, but the, but the reality is that the way that the algorithms work with, with these big tech platforms is they're, they're pushing particular narratives. Like you're not going to hear very often, uh, you know, it's a little bit different now with Twitter. Now, now that Elon's taken over, but in general, especially during, during that election cycle, you know, it, it was, you know, you're, you're not going to hear about Hunter Biden unless you're in the little algorithmic bubble of the, of the hardcore MAGA crowd, uh, where all yeah. you follow are, are MAGA people. And I think that that's where we got overconfident as a MAGA movement is, is I think we saw, well, look, look, everybody's talking about it. It's all over my newsfeed. Why isn't everybody waking up to this fact? Well, <laughs> it was all over your newsfeed. It wasn't yeah. over everybody's newsfeed. Everybody has a different newsfeed, and they know, hey, look, we'll let the MAGA guys, we'll let them do what they want to do. We'll let them, we'll let them, we'll let them talk about what they want to talk about. But it's not going to get outside like that five to ten million people range. We need to, yeah. we need to reach 350 million people. So they'll let a, a significant size portion of people hear this information. But outside that small little group, nobody's going to hear about it. And I know that because I live out here in Communist California, and I remember when Donald Trump had that. Um, that debate with Joe Biden where he brought up Hunter. And I remember talking to my lefty friends that are out here. They had no idea what the heck he was talking about. And I was shocked because, like, we had been talking about this for weeks on end. And my friends are sitting here like, why is he attacking Joe Biden's son? Like, that's an awful thing to do. That's below the belt. That's mean. That's, you, it's, you have no idea what's actually going on. You have no idea the significance of this and, and why this is so significant, because they had never even heard of this before. And then all of a sudden, Trump starts talking about it almost as if everybody should know about this. And people literally had no clue. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it makes me curious. What did your lefty friends say about the 51 intelligence agency experts and leaders that said it was Russian disinformation when the laptop eventually did come out and was being talked about? They bought it hook, line, and sinker.
Yeah. Like, 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 yeah. like that, that, that's the, that's the thing is that, is that everybody, everybody, and, and I'll say this, this goes back to our education system as well. I wrote about this mm -hmm. to a certain degree in my, in my first book that I put out called social injustice. And, and it was a, it was a bunch of co-authors. We all came together and wrote this book. I wrote a chapter on the education system in, in there and, and, and why it has so much influence. And it, it really, when you think about it, they're training our children in the public education system to be employees to 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 you know look up to the government as solutions for everything and to trust the experts. That's what our kids are being trained from preschool on. I mean I mean when you think about it, you're taught your teacher has the answers. Look to your teacher. Yeah. They're the expert. Look at this author of this textbook. This textbook has the answer. It's not you can discover it. It's not here's prompt here's prompts to help you research and figure things out for yourself. They're teaching you trust the experts from a very young age. So then when you have those 51 uh, you know intelligence experts come out and they and, you know they say this is this is clear signs of russian uh, disinformation they buy it hook line and singer and i guarantee you they probably still believe that today because they haven't heard the counter narrative and the in the actual truth about what's going on they're only yeah. trusting what they heard that one time that there was all these experts that, that said that this is russian disinformation yeah, and when a, when an expert comes out that has an opposing view, they do things like what happens to me daily. I mean, I mean, even this morning, uh, Russian shill. I'm a Russian shill because I, I have the audacity to talk about the facts on both sides of the Russia-Ukraine war and, and why it's important that the United States not be so heavily involved in this craziness. Well, Jeff, we got to take our first break, uh, folks. We're talking to Jeff uh, Dornick, the CEO of a new social media platform that's coming. It's called Pickaxe and how to blow censorship out of the water and all of those things. We'll hear from a current politician uh, coming back in from the break. We'll be right back. Welcome to Reagan Gold Group. We're glad you're here. We understand that you're probably feeling the pain of rising inflation and are worried about how it may be affecting your hard-earned savings. Thanks to H.R. 5376 passed by President Biden, many 401k and IRA savers are facing a nightmare. Governments are printing fiat currency at an alarming rate, which means that the value of your savings is being eroded day by day. However, there is a way to escape wealth confiscation. Precious metals such as gold does not depreciate over time and is a sound investment that keeps on growing. Physical gold is not subject to fraud, and as inflation rises, so does the price of gold. It's an investment product that is renowned for its ability to hedge against inflation. I'm Leith Eaton, the Senior Account Executive here at Reagan Gold Group. We offer 100% free IRA rollovers with free storage, maintenance, and insurance for up to three years on qualified orders. We understand that your financial needs and goals may change over time which is why we offer a hassle-free buyback commitment. This allows you to sell your precious metals any day, any time at the current market value. Whether you're looking to cash in on your investment, diversify your portfolio, or simply need some extra cash, our buyback commitment is here to support you. We offer a price match guarantee to ensure you get the best price for your precious metal investments. Contact us before making a purchase and we'll beat any competitor's price. We also understand the importance of the safe and secure shipping of your metals. 
That's why we fully ensure all orders ship to our customers with signature required. Book a free consultation with us now to learn how you can invest in precious metals and hedge your financial future. And for a limited time, we're offering up to $2,500 in free gold and silver. Don't miss out on this limited opportunity. Contact us today to take advantage of this amazing offer. The liberal wing of Congress has actually co-opted Silicon Valley through the back door to do what government cannot directly accomplish under the Constitution. If you have any doubt about that, look at what they do in these congressional hearings. Democrats regularly threaten social media companies with regulatory reprisal if they fail to take down so-called hate speech or misinformation. And it works. Last year, the day before yet another Democratic congressional grilling, Facebook announces new restrictions on so-called hate speech. And these restrictions became even more stringent after, of course, Democrats took control of the White House and the Senate, in addition to the House of Representatives. Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show, uh, live here on the Red Voice Media Network. Uh, we're up and operating, and I'm so proud to be uh, have the opportunity to be a part of the Red Voice Media Network, where we give you the truth and the facts, and you get to make up your own mind instead of having some propaganda narrative forced into your brain every single day. Uh, uh, and that's what's important, and that's why we exist, was to get the facts and the truth to you. We're talking with Jeff Dornick today. He's the CEO of the new social media platform called Pickaxe, author, innovator, uh, media uh, innovator, too, and uh, creator. Uh, when it comes to networks like this one, little one that I'm on now, and uh, we're excited to have him with us. So, so Jeff, with Vivek uh, Ramaswamy there, uh, he was actually showing video from over a year ago when he was talking about that. So, I mean, this problem is not being solved, really, uh, and when, it's, you, and when, it's, you, when you think about it. And it shows how government at the elected level is not doing its job of protecting my liberty and your liberty it's taken more of it away. Yeah, and, and, and it's not go and it's not going away. Th and and think, think, about, think about this one, because I know Joe Biden's com coming out with some new executive orders and stuff that's dealing with social media and misinformation and hate speech and all that kind of stuff. The one the one that's really fascinating to me that not a lot of people are talking about is the state of California actually passed legislation. So this is not just an executive order. This is actual legislation mm -hmm. that's been signed into law that require social media platforms to keep track of, of statistics and data on how many times hate speech and disinformation and misinformation and, and this whole host of things happens on their platform. They have to keep accurate records. They have to submit to the state of California for approval what their policies are on how they're going to deal with hate speech and misinformation. And and it's not like they can just, oh, we're going to submit it just so that way you guys have a record of it. No, they have to submit it for approval, and then the state of California has to sign off on it. And then on top of that, you, not only are you keeping record of all the instances of hate speech and misinformation, but then also how you responded to it. Did you did you silence them? Did you shadow ban them? Did you kick them off the platform? This is, this, this is actual law, and if you do not submit to it, 
you are fined, I believe, off the top of my head, about fifteen thousand dollars per day per instance. That would that that those fines will skyrocket if any if anybody does not play play by their rules. And this to me is. You know, it, this is way different than what happened during the during the 2020 election because what happened there that was that was the government kind of playing behind the scenes, the FBI coordinating with these big, t big tech mm -hmm. platforms to censor people, to, sh to to shadow ban people, to silence people, things along those lines. This is now directly out in the open in actual legislation. This is a direct violation of our First Amendment rights. There is no debating this. That a lot of people could argue in the 2020 that was more debatable because it was like, well, it's a private company. Can they do? Can they? do censorship? Can they do this? I would argue no, because they were acting as an agent of the government. Right. But now you're having the actual state of California requiring companies to violate people's First Amendment rights. To me, that's a direct violation of the United States Constitution. And I know it's being challenged by a few people, but as of yet, it's still, it's still on the books. And that is true government suppression directly. You know, uh, I experienced the 2020 election one on my little, my little website was almost uh you know just shy of a million views per month in just four months since we started it in the spring uh of 2020 uh and most of my audience was on facebook because of my previous campaigns for u.s senate uh but on first of october they put their thumb on that and restricted traffic to that website and that website today uh it might make about a buck a month in revenue, and it's still running the same Google ads and all that stuff. I mean, nothing's changed, uh, but that's how significant uh, that was. And it was simply because they, you know, they can tell if you're a conservative or an American, I, I call it American instead of just being conservative. Uh, I'm an American uh, liberty-minded uh, citizen, uh, and that's the perspective I talk from, but they suppressed it. So, you go to the next step that you're talking about, and now you have the state government requiring these companies to do this. And if they don't, they use the power of the purse to, to oppress them, not suppress them, oppress them. They run them out of business uh, is what happens, and the message is gone. Yeah. That, it, I mean, that certainly, that certainly sounds like uh, a violation of the First Amendment, not just on freedom of speech, but freedom of the press. You know, my little company is, I call it's a media company, so I consider it part of the press. I even have a press card uh, uh, that I managed to get hold of. Uh, so, uh, you know, so it's violating that part of the First Amendment, too. Uh, so, so, Jeff, let's talk about pickaxe for a second here. And yeah. we've seen what the big tech guys have done and all these platforms and those kind of things. And there's a lot more I want to talk about with you about people like Musk and, uh, and Twitter and Gab and stuff like that. But, uh, but. What's Pickaxe's approach going to be to my feed, you know, uh, and me getting the message that I want to get out? Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. So, so we're so we're launching uh, Pickaxe uh, just for, for people to be aware. We're launching quarter one of 2024. Uh, right now, we're in the development phase. We're building it out. Uh, got the phenomenal tech guys that are, that are building this thing. It's gonna be super slick, super cool. Uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be great. But we're focusing on four core tenants on on what we're gonna look to accomplish on day number one. Uh, one of them is we're going to be a constitutionally free speech platform. That means if it's protected by the United States Constitution, it's allowed on the platform. So the the only things that will ban are actual violations of the law, Th things like 
actual direct direct incitement of violence, threats, doxing, uh, you know, uh, th things along those lines. We're we're not we're not banning, uh, you know, political speech. We're not we're not banning even even arguably hateful speech because that's you have the First Amendment right in order to say that. Do I like it? No. But do I have the right to, to shut that down? No. At the same time, we're also going to have algorithms that work on your behalf to amplify your voice as opposed to working against you. For, for everybody, whether you're left or right, you're actually working against the algorithms unless you are one of the top people on the platform or you pay in order to boost your post. That's the way it is on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, things along those lines. So what we're looking to do is everybody equally will have their voice amplified You'll be you'll be, you'll be have a verified account. If you're not verified, we're not, I'm sorry, we're not going to amplify you because we want to make sure that everybody's talking as themselves, not not just a bunch of anon accounts. And I think that that's where Gab has kind of gotten in trouble. Is there's so many racist bigots, whatever it is, that are hiding behind fake profiles that they get that they get into trouble. So for us, you're if you're saying something, you're going to stand behind it as, as yourself. But we're having algorithms that are not going to suppress any topic, any kind of speech, anything along those lines. And then number three, we're not beholden to big tech in any way. Not the servers. We're not going to be in the app store because I'm not going to play by their rules because that's what's gotten Truth Social and Getter and Clout Hub and all these other platforms to do content moderation and censorship. So we want nothing to do with that. So we're going to completely bypass that. And then the other form of censorship that we're going to deal with is the monetization aspect because that's where social media platforms are really screwing content creators like yourself, like myself, yeah. like other people, where what they're doing is they're taking away your ability to earn an income, which means now you got to go get an outside job, which means you can't spend as much time investigating, doing shows, writing articles, things along those lines. So we're going to actually have built-in monetization opportunities, and we're going to start simple and expand very, very quickly. But we're going to do this in a way that I don't care what your political ideology is. I don't care what your opinions are. I don't care what your positions are. If you can create engaging content that people will want to see, you have an opportunity to earn an income directly on our platform simply by creating uh, engaging content. So that, that's really what we're looking for so we're starting off with with those four main focuses well that's fantastic news you know I, i've been on twitter for a while now uh, and uh, when musk first took over uh the, the you could tell that the shackles were taken off and my account grew by about ten thousand followers uh initially but it's but it's been shadow banned again or whatever they call it uh whatever the banning is uh it's been suppressed again and i might be lucky if i break you know gaining 100 followers over a month period of time uh if that uh and uh and their analysis uh data is uh messed up I, i'll be four weeks or three weeks into a month and it'll still be saying you haven't tweeted this month and and uh, i think you follow my account you yep. know i tweet more than that <laughs> yep, yep. you know uh, but here's the kicker though and i've tweeted at Musk several times about this and that is that su the super subscription application i put that in before he bought the company and, and i knew that the leftists were probably just suppressing it let it letting it sit there but it hasn't moved since he bought the company. And I see a lot of smaller accounts getting the ability to monetize uh, that I don't get. And I'm creating content. You're, you're participating in it right now. This is my content too, uh, just like it is Red Voice Media's network. And we ought to be able to monetize that. Uh, uh, but they're sitting on the application. Uh, and, I, and nobody will tell you why either. It just sits there and you can't reapply. Uh, you know, so I can't monetize on on Twitter uh, because of that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that because I, I refuse to give Facebook any more money. Uh, they they've got taken six figures from our company uh, when we built our our initial audience on there. But 
less than 1% of my 205,000 followers on my fan page ever see a post, less than 1%. Uh, yeah. And it's just pitiful uh, that they do that, and they're not going to get any money from me boosting posts and those kind of things because it doesn't get the same boost that a normal person gets because of their yeah. suppression algorithms. You understand that? Yeah. So, man, that's good news. Yeah, well, here's the here's the interesting thing too, uh, and what's interesting once once you start boosting your posts, on, especially on Facebook and Instagram, and I believe Twitter as well, once you start doing that, you you open yourself up to where you are now required to boost if you want anybody to see it. So what will happen yeah. is you boost your post, you get amplified, you get seen by a lot of people on those boosted posts, and then you go back and you don't boost maybe for you know a couple of weeks, whatever it is. Now your posts will do worse than what they did before you started boosting. Why? Because they want you to to give them your money. That's that's yeah. their whole entire focus, and that and that and that's the frustration. I'm in the same boat as you on Twitter. I'm not able to yeah. have that super subscription thing. And the other interesting thing is Elon Musk has explained how the algorithms work, and so they, they want you to create content on the platform. I get it. As somebody yeah. who's building a platform, that's what I want too. But the problem is, if you don't let people like yourself or myself monetize our content on the platform, and Elon has admitted that they downplay that they downplay outbound links within their algorithms. So that way, if you're sending somebody to Rumble, you're sending somebody to your website or something along those lines, those get demoted in the algorithms. So they don't let you make money on the platform, and they har they harm your ability to make money off the platform. It's a lose lose situation for for those of us that they don't allow to monetize on the platform. Like to yeah. me, that's that's another form of censorship that it may not be overt, but is, it is definitely subversive, and that's something that that we're really going to work to to overcome uh, with 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 pickaxe. Well, that's good news, Jeff. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about Musk and his approach there to his so-called free speech platform later in this show. But uh, right now, we've got to take another break, folks. So we're talking with Jeff Dornick here on the Rob Mana Show live on Red Voice Media Network. We'll be right back. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late.
All right, so we talked about this before, but new information has come forth. You're involved in a lawsuit, uh, the state of Missouri, along with uh, my good friend Jeff Landry, my attorney general in Louisiana. What's the latest that you've uncovered? Well, 20,000 documents have been turned over in discovery. We've taken numerous depositions, and we've uncovered this vast censorship enterprise emanating across the federal government. My fear is that that censorship enterprise has actually grown since we initiated this lawsuit. We've most recently been to court to ask for a preliminary injunction and class certification to put a stop to it, to erect a wall between tech and state to protect Americans' First Amendment rights to free speech. Welcome back to The Rob Manus Show here on the Red Voice Media Network Live. We're going to give you the facts and the truth, and uh, you can make up your own mind about what's really going on, and that's what Americans do. We're talking with Jeff Dornick today. He's the CEO of a new social media company called Pickaxe, uh, and uh, an all-around great American and entrepreneur. Jeff, uh, thank you so much for coming on. You know, uh, my little note to myself before I put that clip on was, it's worse than we thought. Uh, that's what I was talking about in my opening, you know. It is worse than we thought. That is a brand-new clip from the current attorney general of the state of Missouri. Missouri and Louisiana sued the federal government to get access to uh, all the information surrounding these censorship efforts and those kinds of things with big tech, between big tech and the government. Uh, so he's the second attorney general from Missouri uh, to be on the case. Eric Schmidt was elected to the U.S. Senate. So we have an ally in the U.S. Senate in Eric Schmidt that understands this problem, but it's much, much worse than we thought if there is something called a vast enterprise in the Department of Homeland Security uh, that has also got massive links to big tech whose job it is to censor Americans. Yeah, well, and when you, and when you think about it, like, this has been this has been the struggle of trying to figure out okay how how do we actually deal with this right because the problem is is that on one on one hand the biggest problem when it comes to censorship is, is the is the bureaucrats it's the non-elected yeah. officials that think that they have unlimited power just because they they got hired to do a job they're a no-name person they don't have to run for re-election they're not they're not beholden to the American people they're beholden to their own you know their own you know holding keeping their job their own belief system their own ideology they're not beholden to any of us there there are no checks and balances within this bureaucracy, right? And so, like, what we saw with yeah. Twitter is, like, you know, the FBI is reaching out and having two-way conversations with Twitter, with Facebook, in order to push particular narratives. That's what we call propaganda, people. That is propaganda, state-sanctioned propaganda being being infiltrated into these tech companies. And, and the problem is we're trying to figure out how do we actually combat this? So, on one hand, I don't see Facebook and Instagram that, and Google and all of them, I don't see them changing because they're all a bunch of wild lefties, right? I, you know, Twitter to a certain degree has gotten a little bit better. It hasn't become as blatant as it was before, but there's still a long way to go. Um, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm just concerned that you know we're not going quick enough, we're not going fast enough, and I don't even know if Elon will fully get us there. He talks about being for free speech. I don't know if he'll actually get there. So the problem then is that then you have Google and Apple 
which we all know they have government contracts. They work with the government and things along those lines. Well, guess what? They've got their app stores. So now all the, so all the new alternative social media platforms that are popping up, now they're trying to get on the app store because that's where you can make the most money. Getter, CloudHub, True Social, the whole, the whole deal. Almost everybody, I think the only one that's not on there is Gab, right? So they right. all have to play by the hate speech uh, disinformation rules that, that the Apple App Store and the Google App Store put forth. Well, you know, for example, True Social, is not a free speech platform. They use artificial intelligence that they contracted with a Silicon Valley company in order to do their content moderation so that way they can play by the rules of these of these big tech companies. So they're still playing by those rules. Getter's not a free speech platform. I had Jason Miller on my, on my show before. I got him to I got him to admit, yeah, you know what? We're not a free speech platform. We're a free political speech platform. Okay, it's a little bit better than Twitter and Facebook, but it's it's still not actually free speech. CloudHub has a list of about 100 words that are banned on the platform. Like, I could just go down the list and that's not to rag on everybody but stop claiming your free speech if you're not free speech and that's one of the problems they 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 cannot be free speech there's much free speech as they can possibly be and still be allowed on these big tech platforms that is not free speech you're still beholden to big tech even though your audience are those that want to rid themselves of big tech and they're getting sucked right back into the same pool that they were in before yeah, yeah. My my problem with these now, Getter started out really well uh, when it first started, and I went over there, and, and, it, and it had it had good growth uh, and those kind of things for my little uh, little audience uh, uh, and uh, and everything. But it, then it stopped, uh, and the engagement. There's still a little bit of engagement when I post something on there, but not not nothing like what's on Twitter. Uh, and, uh, and and the rest of them, uh, including Gab, and I don't understand what what's going on with Gab uh, because uh, it, it should have huge engagement on it uh, if it's not suppressed by an algorithm, you know. But Truth Social, I unfortunately I've never been able to even get verified on Truth Social. Grow an audience. I've tried it. I post on it whenever I post something on my website. That link goes to that platform, but. But there's little to no engagement there. There's no audience growth. You can't build followers. Uh, uh, and uh, you know, you and I both know that people on Twitter that follow me are MAGA people that are also on Truth Social. Uh, but I get all the time on Twitter, why aren't you on Truth Social? And then I tell them, hey, I am. It's the same the same handle. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, it, but you know, it's, uh, and see that's it, that's the that's the pro that's the problem when you when you when you think about it is and and I've I've looked at it and I know I know that Getter does at least in the beginning they didn't have any algorithms right it it was right. it was the old school Twitter way of you know whatever's posted last you know goes up goes up to the top of the newsfeed well the pro mm-hmm. the problem with that is that then the only the only way for you to really quote unquote game the system in order to, to gain followers and get get your stuff seen. You literally need to post every second of every day so that way you're always right. staying at the top of the newsfeed. So uh, so it's not that we should have zero algorithms because I think that's that's really as, – as more people came on together, that was that became their weakness was that they didn't have any algorithms. And you just get weeded out with people that aren't even speaking the same language. You know, like you're getting weeded – you know, you're, you're infiltrated in with, you know, people speaking Chinese, speak, people speaking Spanish from Brazil, and then USB. Mm-hmm. You're just like, what the heck? What the heck is going on? I don't even know how to deal with this. So there should be algorithms, but it should be based 
upon your interests. It should be based upon the people that you're engaging with. If you're engaging with somebody, that means that you want to see more of their content. So that's where that's where algorithms do come into play, and that's why Twitter is superior. All these other alternative me, uh, social media platforms, the reason why they were successful for a period of time is because they were set up as nothing but copycats of either Facebook or Twitter, and they took all the rejects that weren't allowed on Twitter and Facebook. That's not a long-term business model if, if a company like Twitter opens things back up and everybody can go back over there where they have superior technology, superior algorithms. Now there's no reason for people to be on Getter or uh, Truth Social yeah. or anything like that unless you're so extreme that Twitter won't allow you on the platform. So that's a problem that we have going on there. Nobody's built anything to actually compete with Twitter and Facebook. They were built to take all the rejects. I'm What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build something that will compete with them as opposed to just being a knockoff. And I, and I think that that's going to be the difference between pickaxe and all these other alternative socials. Well, how, how do you address the uh, the issue that I think Gab has? I, I went over there when they were first created uh, because I wanted a, I wanted an alternative to Twitter. Uh, so, uh, so I bought in, uh, paid the subscription, did the pro account and all that, and it grew for a little bit. Uh, uh, and and they never they never you know suppress me intentionally that I'm aware of and those kind of things. But but the lack of engagement and the lack of being able to build an audience, uh, which surprised me, because uh, I know folks that are on the platform that use that platform exclusively that follow have followed me before on other platforms. Uh, but uh, you can't build an audience. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean I know. Uh, uh, is his name uh, Alex, uh, uh, the owner of the platform uh, and the founder of the platform? He, uh, uh, yeah. I know he he uh, intended it to be a free speech platform, uh, and uh, they pretty much let everything go, like you said. Pickaxe is going to do. Well, how will you address that as Pickaxe uh, if that has created a problem for, for them? Yeah. So, so one of the, one of the one of the weaknesses of of Gab was was the timing of things. I, I you know Torba, in my opinion, has done has done a phenomenal job with actually building out the features yeah. on on Gab. The problem with Gab was the timing of when they launched, and it's very unfortunate for everything that he's trying to accomplish. Because because you know Torba has has turned Gab into the only actual free speech platform. You know, in my opinion, out there, I have not seen anything else that's actually free speech besides mm -hmm. Gab. The problem is is that he launched it. When all when all the Nazis and white supremacists were getting kicked off of Facebook and Twitter, so where did they all go? They all went to Gab and they turned it into a cesspool of, of Nazi ideology. And what's interesting is that the only time that I ever get any kind of engagement is if I say anything remotely having to do with race whatsoever, and then I get all the Nazis that just jump all over me for not being a white supremacist. Like like that's basically the only time that I ever get engagement over there on Gab. And and so for me, what, what the the thing that I noticed about about the the vast majority of of the of the racist content is that they're they're anonymous accounts they, they mm -hmm. don't have their profile picture up there. They're not actually verified. You know, there's there's a handful of people that are that are over there that, that are outright white nationalists, whatever it is. But at but at the same time, 
you know, the, the vast majority of them are just hiding behind anonymous accounts because they don't want their face out there talking the way that they are. So one of the ways that we're going to do that is we're going is we're going to have a verification process, unlike Twitter, where they're charging if you want to be verified. We're going to make it free, so that way everybody can just come on. They get, they get verified. You are who you say that you are, and then and then I think that that will weed out a lot of the insanity that we're seeing with Gab, because that's just in my opinion become this cesspool of all sorts of of awful you know speech and things along those lines. And I think if you're actually putting your face and your name behind your own platform, I don't think a lot of people would say the same things. Now, again, there will be provocateurs. There are going to be people that I'm sure will hop on a pickaxe and they're, they're going to say some, some bad things. If it's, as long as it's protected by the United States constitution, we'll allow it to sit, to, to be set on the platform, but I don't think it's going to take off in the same way that it would on a gab where it just, it was, it became this free for all and, and yeah. who knows who is saying what. That makes now see that makes more sense right there, uh, Jeff. And I, I appreciate you saying that. Now, when we come back from this break, uh, I want to talk about free speech uh, from Elon Musk's perspective. Uh, and I, I've heard you talk about this issue before, but we'll see a clip from him in his own words uh, uh, what he thinks about free speech uh, versus a social media platform. When we come back, I'm Rob Manis on Red Voice Media Network. We're talking with Pickaxe CEO. Jeff Dornick today. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I really love the towels. They're really great. They're super absorbent. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know we're having the biggest clearance sale ever. Get our six-piece towel sets for only $29.88 with your promo code. My towel sets are made with proprietary technology and include two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get our six-piece towel sets. Originally $99.98, then on sale for $49.98. Now we're closing them out for only $29.88 while supplies last. Once they're gone, they're gone, so please order now. Twitter's new owner has announced that his plans for content moderation on Twitter. Elon Musk says that the new Twitter policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. In his latest policy update for his new acquisition, Musk has said that hate tweets will be de-boosted and demonetized. Elon Musk has asked his Twitter followers whether former President Donald Trump should be reinstated on the social media site. And within an hour, that poll had already more than 724,000 votes with about 62% of respondents voting yes. Former President Trump, remember, was permanently, permanently banned from Twitter in 2021 due to the risk, quote, at that point of time, Twitter had said, due to the risk of further incitement of violence. Musk had earlier said this week that there hadn't been a decision made on Trump's account, but he did reinstate uh, accounts tied to Jordan Peterson and the satire website Babylon Bee. 
Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show. We've got to blow censorship out of the water. Uh, and you know what? Americans are just the people to do it. Uh, and we're live here on Red Voice Media Network with CEO of Pickaxe, uh, a coming attraction when it comes to social media platforms, Jeff Dornick. Uh, again, there it is right there in his own words. Freedom of speech, not freedom of reach. One of the things and the reason why I signed up I'm on the wait list for your platform uh, is because you said outright, we're going to have actual algorithms that will promote your content instead of suppressing it, you know, because who decides what's hate speech, Jeff? Come on, man. I hate to use a Biden phrase, but I was saying it a long time before he get, he, he got on the news every day and says it, uh, you know, I mean, gee, uh, because I am opposed to Pride Month, is that hate speech? No, it's not hate speech. And you know what? Even if it is considered hate speech by Elon Musk, who is he to violate my First Amendment rights? I mean, when when did it become illegal or unconstitutional to say something mean? Like 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 when yeah. you think about it, like you you may you may like if you, if you say something mean. You know, and and there's lots of people that say all sorts. I've had all sorts of horrific things said about me over the years. Uh, you know, th- there's there's been a handful of times when I just got sick of uh, particular accounts and I and I reported them just because I was like, you're you're a total jerk behind this anonymous account. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna report you. And then Twitter comes back. Oh, they did nothing to violate the uh, you know Twitter rules or you know community guidelines or whatever the heck that they call it. But but the reality of it is is that it, this is all one sided. When you talk when you talk about like freedom of speech and and hate speech and all that kind of stuff. It's only directed at conservatives. It's very rarely, if ever, directed at the left. I mean, I mean, you know, you look at the LGBTQ uh, movement, you know, as, as J.D. Rucker calls it, the LGBTQ supremacy movement, like, they are utterly hateful towards straight white males. They are utterly hate—they say some of the most horrific things. Some Like, I've never seen as much hate directed at President Donald Trump as I have with anybody, and then probably a very close second right now is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. right now, some of the most horrific things being said about them, nobody's censoring that. What they're doing is they're censoring Donald Trump, the victim of this hate speech, and RFK, the other victim of this hate speech, which shows the utter hypocrisy of these big tech platforms. Again, like you said, who decides what is what is deemed hate speech? And to take it back to that California law where they where they said you have to keep records on what hate speech is and what you did with it, they don't define what it is either. It's vague. It's this general term. What the heck does that even mean? That's the problem with all of this. Nobody can define it. It's not a legal term, and it is not. It has nothing to do with the United States Constitution. So why the government's getting involved in this? Why big tech companies are trying to censor this is beyond me because they can't even define what what hate speech actually is. That's the problem with all of this. You have the freedom to spout your opinions, even if you hurt other people's feelings. Absolutely. You know, and uh, uh, the other thing that really bugs me is uh, they make stuff up. You know, when uh, when Pride Month kicked off this month, I saw Veterans Affairs uh, Medical Facilities, actually the one that I go to, where my primary care doctor is, put a pride flag up in replacement of an American flag where they have a group of American flags at the entryway, and the veterans were pissed off about it. And I tweeted out, as a Christian veteran, that is anti-Christian veteran hate speech. You know, the government's 
story was, well, you know, there are a million LGBTQ plus whatever alphabet soup uh, Americans that served, and nobody cares. We don't care about that. Uh, we don't care that, uh, uh, that they served in the sense that they should get special treatment. There's only one flag that represents veterans of the United States that have served, especially the ones that, that uh, get the opportunity to go to a Veterans Affairs medical facility uh, because of the, their service costs and things that, uh, that wouldn't have otherwise happened, uh, and that is the red, white, and blue flag, uh, the, the flag of the United States of America. Uh, and uh, they just said, well, you're just a hater, you know? Uh, that's what the leftists came on to my Twitter feed and said, well, you just hate, uh, you know, you can't be, uh, uh, hate, use hate speech against Christians or white people. You're just a white male boomer. That's a pejorative. Uh, uh, although I'm kind of on the edge between the next generation. I think it's Gen X and everything. So I'm a, I'm a younger than I look, I guess. Uh, but, uh, uh, but those are pejoratives and, and I consider it hate speech, but you know what? I've risked my life in combat so that they could say that stuff. Uh, and uh, like Mike Cernovic says, uh, and hopefully someday I'll get to meet him, but uh, uh, we've been following each other for quite a while. Uh, he's got a methodology for blocking people, uh, you know, and uh, I've adopted it. So, you know, if you're going to be a certain way, you're going to get blocked by my account on Twitter. Uh, and I do it personally, folks. So if you want to yell at somebody, yell at me. Go to my website, robmanus.com. You can send me a nasty email. It happens two or three times a day at least. I'd like to see more. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, that's the, that's the other issue is when you turn their little, uh, their little spear on them from a speech yeah. perspective, that really riles them up, doesn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. Because because they they talk they talk about freedoms and liberties and all, but they only talk about freedoms when it comes to their own worldview. So they they believe yeah. that they should have all the freedoms. But you, as a Christian, or you as a conservative, or you as a man, you don't you you're not entitled to those same freedoms. And and that that's part of the problem with all of this is is that is that everybody loves the Constitution when it refers to them. If if, if yeah. they're talking about if they're talking about their free speech rights, look, it's freedom of speech. I can say whatever I want. You can't stop me. But as soon as it's somebody else's speech, oh, that's hate speech. That's that's misinformation. We got to shut that down. You know, it, it, you know, like the politicians, they have the right to have themselves protected with firearms. But you and I, we shouldn't have that same protection because hey, we're just common everyday dumb people that are gonna probably go around shooting people because because we're because we're all crazy white supremacist MAGA people. Like that's the problem is that what they do is they put all these pejoratives onto people. They put all these you know terminologies and and names that that end that end up just slandering people. And then they try to take away your constitutional rights that they'll protect for themselves, but they won't protect for you. And that's one of the problems. And that's you know one of the things that I you know I think that we really need to combat. When it comes to you know things like pickaxe, things like social media, all that kind of stuff, is we need to find ways to get out from underneath the thumb of big government, of big tech, and then also all the rest of the bigs. I don't care which big you're talking about; they're all bad. Big, big, uh, big food, big ag, big banks, big business, Wall Street, like all the bigs, they're all bad. We need to find alternatives to all of them, and you know, and we're going to set out. We're going to try to tackle as many of those as we possibly can, you know. And so I've I've got a bunch of plans for for down the road where we need to create alternatives, and that's what that's what I love. What Andrew what Andrew Torba has 
done over there with Gab. Yeah. He, he's been trying to build out those, those alternatives. Unfortunately, I think he's been hindered by who his base is and who his audience is on the platform. And so, you know, like kudos to Andrew for everything that he's accomplished. But I just I think that Gab has this limiting factor because of their base. We need we need people. And I'm not just saying myself a self-promotion with, with pickaxe or anything like that. I'm going to do what I can. But other people need to figure out their solutions as well and find viable solutions and not just knockoffs, but superior alternatives to what's available right now. Find a problem, come up with a solution, and let's work together and let's try to figure this thing out. Well, I think you said the right phrase, uh, not just knockoffs, you know, uh, uh, because the knockoffs, they don't work. Uh, uh, and I'm glad you brought up Gab again, because I still use that platform. I like the platform. It's a, uh, it, it, it is a free speech platform. Nobody, nothing's ever happened to any posts that I've ever put put on there. I've never had anything taken down. I've had I've had my channels canceled at uh, YouTube. I've had stuff uh, suppressed and taken down by Twitter uh, and those kind of things, but never at Gab. So I still support the platform. Uh, and folks, you can support a platform like that and not agree with the, what folks are saying on it, for God's sake. I post my stuff and I've been accused of being a white supremacist because I'm on Gab. Uh, 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 but I post my stuff on there. You can find my stuff everywhere, uh, just like you can find Jeff's and, uh, uh, and you can see what we are all about. Uh, so don't don't make assumptions about people based on what they do. So, so pickaxe, I've got about a minute left, Jeff. Uh, uh, pickaxe is coming when? What's the big deal? Why should and where should people go sign up to get on the on the list so they get access to it? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So we're, so we're launching Pickaxe come quarter one of 2024. Uh, and if you guys go to pickaxe.com, you guys can actually sign up today. We'll let you guys know as soon as we launch beta. You guys will be the first people on the platform. We'll get you guys verified, get your accounts rocking and rolling, ready ready to go. But, you know, we're creating this, this platform for you to have a voice. We're trying to give people their voice back. And so, you know, again, if, if, as long as what you're saying is, is protected by the United States Constitution, you're allowed. You're allowed to say it. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna suppress your voice at all. We're gonna find ways to help you amplify your voice and find ways to help you monetize if you are a content creator. So we're gonna find all these different uh, you know avenues to go. We've got a whole bunch of features that we're gonna be incorporating over the over the next couple of years as well that are just gonna be phenomenal. That are just gonna really ramp this up. But if you guys go to pickaxe.com, I don't care if you're a creator or just an everyday person, but you want to be have your voice uh, matter. You want to engage. You want to follow with the right creators, go to pickaxe.com. You guys can sign up today, and then we'll send you guys an email once we launch uh, beta, and you guys can join the platform. Well, Jeff, thank you very much, my friend. God bless you and yours and your family out there, and uh, uh, God bless you for being out in California, man. Uh, but we got to have some Americans out there to continue to wave the flag. Uh, th thanks a lot. Th thank you, Rob. Really appreciate it. All right, folks, Jeff Dornick, CEO of Pickaxe. It's coming 2024. Go to, uh, go to the website, uh, sign up to get on the platform. You'll be one of the early gets. Uh, you'll get verified. And uh, as he said, get rocking and rolling. Uh, tomorrow, Rob made a show live, Red Voice Media Network, narrative, no, truth, facts, yes, whistleblower Wednesday. We're taking on the World Economic Forum. I'll see you tomorrow.
Looking for a great gift for lovers of freedom? We have you covered with this 2024 edition Trump for President coin. Show your support with this limited edition coin, normally $29.99. But for a limited time, you can get yours for just $19.99 plus free shipping. This is a great collector's coin for fans of President Trump and those that want to show their support for our great president. Each coin is made in the USA, is an authentic U.S. JFK half dollar, and showcased in an acrylic coin capsule. Collectibles like this only increase in value, often to hundreds of dollars per coin. So get yours now for $19.99 plus free shipping at trumpcoinsavings.com. Again, that's trumpcoinsavings.com to secure this limited offer. 